Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Nearly 20 years in, and many podcasters still have trouble thinking of podcasting as an industry. But our problem does not plague the cash-flush brands looking to enter our industry. Whose perspective will win out? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. How big is the podcasting industry? Go ahead, answer that yourself. Now, if you have an answer, it's probably something like a billion dollars. That's the number the IAB gives out for U.S. advertising sales in 2021. Now, you can make that a little more than $1.4 billion if you factor in the entire global advertising estimates, which is probably a good idea for us to do. But that's just revenue podcasting sees from advertising. That's not the entire podcasting industry. So it's rather missing out, if you will, on everything that you and I spend money on. Things like microphones and hosting providers and content creation and podcast conferences. Now, second question, who would you say are the big players in the podcasting industry? You probably said Apple, Spotify, maybe a Wondery out there. But you probably didn't bother to consider TuneIn or certainly SoundCloud, did you? Yeah, me either. But that's because... We're inside podcasting with all the baggage and the history and, you know, punditry that comes with that. But big brands and industries on the outside of podcasting looking in, they need a different perspective. So how shocked would you be if I told you that the total size of the podcasting industry is somewhere north of $14 billion? Fourteen. Not one. Now, that's an estimate of the total size of our industry, and that estimate is projected to grow to nearly $95 billion in 2028. Six years. That, my friends, is a healthy growth curve. And when big brands look at podcasting, they absolutely look at the companies we've collectively dismissed or decided to poo-poo, like TuneIn. Like SoundCloud. It doesn't matter that we podcasters feel those companies aren't worthy of being in the podcasting space if we feel anything at all about those companies. Both of them, and probably lots of others we are ignoring, are clearly part of the industry of podcasting. Not just a part, actually a large portion of the machinery behind the total podcasting industry. Let's go back to our perspective for just a moment, the jaded podcaster, if you will. 
We're going to see more of these outside-looking-in reports as this decade progresses, really. And when we jaded podcasters read these reports from people outside of our industry, we're going to dismiss them just completely out of hand. I mean, how can we take seriously a report that says, for example, advertising is the only revenue-generating method for podcasting, but it has failed to gain traction as the audience refrained from listening to advertisements between ongoing content? Well, fine, but we know that's not true. Podcast advertising is growing greatly. Or what about blood pressure raising statements like the solo podcast format has advantages such as ease of use and minimal investment with mainly just a microphone and basic editing tools. <sighs> Once again, propagating the podcasting is chip and easy myth. Mm. Mm. So yeah, reports like this, utter bullshit when looked at from the inside. But they're also quite beneficial for us, even as we hate read them. And in fact, that is what exactly what I recommend you do. Hate read the report that I have linked in the episode details of this show. And then, once your anger has subsided, or your mirth has subsided, read it again. This is what our industry looks like to the outside world. It's a very appealing look, which is bound to bring in more interest, more money, more content, and more listeners. But I can hear you saying it right now. What about the indie podcasters, Evo? Well, here's what I think about that. But before I get there, this episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout helps you launch a successful podcast with powerful tools, in-depth podcasting guides, and remarkable support. Learn why Buzzsprout is trusted by over 100,000 podcasters at buzzsprout.com. Hey, it's Evo. Thanks so much for listening to Podcast Pontifications. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning so many years ago. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with another podcaster you know. My mission with Podcast Pontifications is to make podcasting better by inspiring serious podcasters like you. So, if you feel inspired, share the show with another serious podcaster. Send them to podcastpontifications.com. And thanks again. You see, I'm not worried about the indie podcaster in all of this. Now, that's not to say I don't care about the indie podcaster. I, I do. Deeply. Hell, I am an indie podcaster. I've always been an indie podcaster. I just don't buy much the whole corporate podcasters are ruining podcasting and excluding indie podcasters' argument. I mean, yeah, I do agree that corporate-backed podcaster networks can often outcompete a lot of indie podcasters. But you know what? Just like corporate-backed movies, TV shows, books, movies, documentaries, news outlets, education centers, restaurant, pet supply stores, and you know, every other corporate-backed entity often outcompetes their under-moneyed indie counterparts. But also, there are plenty of indies in every one of those categories I just mentioned doing well. Now, do they struggle? Sure. Are they afforded the same access as corporate-backed properties? No, not always. But do they make it? Yeah, some do. 
and some really thrive. And so will indie podcasters. And with that, I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers! Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Ali Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. <laughs>